By the time Italian director Dario Argento released his 1977 witch movie Suspiria, he was already considered one of the foremost genre directors in Europe. His raising of the profile of the giallo subgenre from Italian crime thriller to outright psychological horror had gained him a bit of a rock star persona in his homeland, but with Suspiria, the director would bring his dreamlike nightmares to audiences all over the world, terrifying a generation of home movie renters and cinema patrons. The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria are the first 92. Hi, I'm Duncan McLeish and you're listening to Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Ignition. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, lift off. Welcome back to Season 2 of Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. I'm your host Duncan McLeish and this is episode number 4 in Season 2 of the show. In the last episode we looked at the 1971 witch movie The Devils and this episode we continue our journey into the witchcraft subgenre in European horror cinema by looking at Suspiria from 1977. If this is your first time listening to Chronicle Podcast, please go back and listen to our debut episodes. It sets the stage for what's to come on this season too. Can I thank everyone who's been checking out this season of Chronicle Podcast and has left me all the kind words of support and feedback on the Facebook group page. Our group page may only be small in numbers, but the voices of those who are members are loud and passionate about horror cinema, and I am immensely proud to be back with this new season of six episodes every two weeks. To join the Facebook group page for the show, please head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash chronicle podcast. Like I said a few minutes ago, This season of Chronicle is exclusively focused on witchcraft and European horror cinema and we still have some incredible, weird and downright disturbing movies to cover in our remaining episodes. And no European horror list would be complete without today's movie. Suspiria is arguably the masterpiece of one of the greatest horror directors Europe has ever produced. So let's find out a little more about the man dubbed the Italian Hitchcock, Maestro Dario Argento. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast. Stay with us. Suspiria is Dario Argento's biggest international success, but this was by no means a fluke. The director had made a dramatic and stylish entrance into the director's chair when he helmed his first picture, a giallo called The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. A movie that would officially spark an obsession with the genre that saw hundreds of weird hypnotic titles directed by the cream of the crop in Italian cinema. 
Argento not only reinvented the already established Hitchcockian crime thriller genre, but took it to a much more dark and sinister place entirely. And after a string of successful Jallo titles, the director took a bold step into uncharted waters when he co-wrote the fairy tale-like stylish nightmare that would later become Suspiria. Born in Rome to Italian producer Salvatore Argento and Brazilian model Elda Luxardo in September 1940, Argento's infatuation with the dark came as a child at the hands of Grimm's fairy tales and Edgar Allan Poe. His introduction to the movie-making machine came after a spat of writing jobs for various newspapers. This work in writing led him to screenwriting where his credits include the heavily underrated Cemetery Without Crosses from 1969 and arguably the greatest spaghetti western ever made in Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. After the success of Leone's masterpiece, Argento would pen the script for a new take on the giallo subgenre. This movie would be called The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, and its release would alter the course of Italian movie-making history for the next decade or so. He quickly followed up the success of this movie with The Cat of Ningtails and Four Flies on Grey Velvet, both movies released in the following year, 1971. These three movies are loosely known as Argento's Animal Trilogy, clearly overlooking the fact that a fly is not an animal. Argento's first break with the giallo subgenre would prove critically disastrous when he co-wrote and directed a comedy of sorts called The Five Days of Milan in 1973. The lukewarm reception the Italian audiences gave the movie would ultimately push the director back to the genre which had become synonymous with his name, the giallo. His next movie, Deep Red from 1975, is considered one of the high watermarks of the genre and would see the director once again be met with domestic and international critical acclaim. After once again claiming the throne as one of the most prominent directors in Italian cinema, Argento would again turn his back on the jelly and focus on the fairy tale stories that he loved in his youth. A cerebral, visceral horror movie with the vivid colour schemes of Walt Disney's Snow White, Suspiria would define the director's career and would be cited as influence for movie makers the likes of John Carpenter and Quentin Tarantino. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast. Stay with us. So what is Suspiria about? Based in part on the passage, Three Mothers of Sighs, Darkness and Tears from Thomas de Quincey's semi-autobiographical classic Confessions of an Opium Eater released in 1822, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and an experience that his girlfriend and co-writer of the movie, Dario Nicolodi's grandmother had when she was attending a Swiss school which she would later claim had witchcraft on the curriculum. Suspiria tells the story of a young American ballet student called Susie, played by Jessica Harper, 
who arrives in Munich to attend the prestigious dance academy in Freiburg, Germany. Upon arrival at the school, she witnesses a student called Pat rushing away in a frenzy from the school at night. Susie can't gain access to the school, so instead stays in the town for the night. Fresh from fleeing the school, Pat arrives at a friend's apartment, where she is brutally murdered. The faceless killer stabs her several times, ties a cord round her neck, and then hangs her by pushing Pat's corpse out of the building and down through a stained glass ceiling. Pat's friend dies when the shards of glass and metal stake her in the fall. The following day, Susie returns to the school and is met by Madame Blanc, played by Joan Bennett, and Miss Tanner by Alda Valley. Susie has a recollection that she may have overheard Pat say something the night before when she was fleeing the school, but can't entirely remember what it was she said. Susie is introduced to more of her classmates, Olga and Sarah. She's told that she will have to live off campus with Olga. When Madame Blanc later offers a room in the dormitory to Susie, she says that she would continue living with Olga. This is her preference. Susie then has a bizarre encounter with the cook at the school, which later leads to her fainting in a dance lesson and waking to find that the staff have moved her into the dormitory against her original wishes. She is now living next door to Sarah, with whom she very quickly befriends. During the preparation for dinner, maggots rain down from the ceiling, and it's discovered that there are crates of spoiled food hidden in the floor above. Due to this event, all the staff and students are forced to sleep in the practice hall. Whilst the teachers, staff and students sleep, Sarah notices a unique whistling snore which she identifies as the school director, who is away on business and not due to return for several weeks. In the morning, Susie is at class and Miss Tanner interrupts the lesson to verbally attack the blind penis Daniel. It has come to her attention that his guide dog has bitten Madame Blanc's young nephew, Albert. Daniel is enraged by this and quits his job. That night, Susie overhears the staff moving somewhere inside the building. She tells Sarah about this when all of a sudden she becomes very drowsy and then falls asleep. Daniel, meanwhile, is killed on his way home when his dog is frightened by something and ultimately tears out his throat. The following day, Susie tells Madame Blanc that on the night Pat ran away from the school, she thought she heard her say the words Iris and Secret. Sarah is upset at this, and the girls go swimming later on, where she reveals to Susie that Pat was a close friend of hers, and in the last few months of her life she'd begun talking strangely and taking notes. Sarah later discovers that the notes are missing, at which time Susie faints again. Sarah flees the room just before someone enters, and she hides in the attic, where she is attacked and trapped in a room full of barbed wire, unable to escape. When Susie finds Sarah's room empty the following morning, she leaves to meet her friend psychologist, Dr Mandel, played by Udo Kier. Mandel explains the history of the school to her, 
that it was founded by Helena Marcos, who's a Greek immigrant and was believed to be a witch. Marcos was also known by another name, Mater Suspiriorum, or the Mother of Sighs. Susie has a further conversation with Professor Milos, a colleague of Dr. Mandel's. Susie is told that the witch's coven cannot survive without its queen. Now back at the school, Susie finds all the students have gone for a trip to the theatre. As she's about to drink her prescribed glass of wine, she suddenly realises that this may be drugged and dumps it out. Susie counts the suspicious footsteps of the staff and later recalls it when she walks to where she believes the staff went. This ultimately leads her to Madame Blanc's office. When she enters the room, she sees that the walls are decorated with irises and recalls what Pat had said when she fled the school on the day of her arrival. She finds a hidden door in the wall where she discovers a ritualistic chamber where the coven are gathered. At the head of the coven is Madame Blanc conducting a ceremony. She overhears the coven discuss that Susie is next to die and finds Sarah's corpse. In the next room, Susie finds the missing director of the school and wakes her by accident. The directress is revealed to be Helena Marco and she begins to taunt Susie by resurrecting her friend Sarah to attack her. Susie strikes at the outline of Marcus with the tail of a feather of the glass peacock killing the witch queen. She flees the school, just in time to see it burst into flames, consuming the coven. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast. Stay with us. Argento's attention to set design, lighting and horror make this movie a truly unnerving watch. The director would painstakingly design the sets to disorientate the viewers, stating all the sets were built to scale. The higher than normal door handles, for example, because I wanted to reduce the actress down to a size that would have them seem more like adolescents. He would later state that Suspiria is told from a child's point of view. It's the reason it remains so primal and frightening. Adding to the nightmarish quality of the movie, Argento teamed back up with the Italian prog rock band Goblin, with whom he had worked on his previous movie, Deep Red. Goblin would write the entire score for the movie before it had even started filming. With stories on set of Argento himself playing the score loudly during production to unnerve and terrify the cast. Goblin and their keyboardist Claudio Simonetti would continue to collaborate with the director on many more projects to come. After the critical success of the movie, Argento planned a further two movies as sequels, which he would dub the Three Mothers Trilogy. The second movie in the series was Inferno, released in 1980 and focused on Mater Tenebrarum, also known as the Mother of Darkness. And finally, The Mother of Tears from 2007, which focused on Mater Lacrimarum. 
And whilst neither movie would garner the success, commercially or critically, that Suspiria did, that doesn't mean that the movies are not worth checking out. But that, and more of Argento's work, are stories for another day. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast. Stay with us. And you've been listening to Chronicle Podcast, and this has been Season 2, Episode 4, where we have looked at Dario Argento's Suspiria from 1977. As always, can I thank everyone who has supported the show, shared, liked, and left reviews on iTunes. This is the best way to support this podcast and to make sure we bring you more content in the months to come. Remember, it only takes a few seconds to leave feedback on iTunes, and the more of it we get, the higher in the ratings we will be featured for other horror fans to find this show. A huge thanks to Von Herzog for the intro and outro music featured on Chronicle Podcast. Please go over and support his work. As always, there's a list of the artists whose music is featured on this episode, and it will be listed in the show notes. The version of this movie used for the review was the Cinema Classics Blu-ray release. Please remember that we have a Facebook group page that you can join and contact me via facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash chronicle podcast. Chronicle Podcast is exclusively available on Legion Podcast Network surrounded by a multitude of fantastic shows. This week, I recommend listening to Opera Omnia. Their debut episode exclusively comes to Legion Podcast Network on the 30th of September and features myself and Andy Blockley of the Doing the Nasty podcast. Every season, the guys review the body of work of some of the greatest directors of all time, starting with season one's look at Michael Mann. You can listen to a movie review every two weeks by Opera Omnia exclusively on legionpodcast.com. And finally, if you want to listen to more of me talk horror, then you can check out my other show, The Podcast Under the Stairs, at tputzcast.com or on iTunes. Chronicle Podcast was written, recorded and produced by me for you. Join me in two weeks' time when we look at Nicholas Rogier's The Witches from 1990. But until the next time, remember, only those who never step, never stumble. This is Duncan McLeish from Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Until the next time. Ignition. T minus 10. 9. 8. Seven, six, five, four.